of you who delight in dread, who fantasize about fear, who glorify gore. Welcome. You have found the place where the horror returns. Listeners, beware. This podcast contains major plot spoilers and the foulest of language. Join us in celebrating the old and the new, the best and the worst in horror. Greetings, listeners. You have found The Horror Returns. For all of you who delight in dread, fantasize about fear, and glorify gore, welcome home. This is the podcast that proves the horror never ends. Each episode, we seek out and review a brand new horror movie, then we go back and find a classic work with similar themes, looking at both similarities and differences. Our goal here is to explore how our perceptions of fear remain the same from generation to generation, but also to point out how the presentation can change based on the social and political climate of the times. And boy, what a political climate of the times we have as we're recording here, right, guys? Absolutely. <laughs> the circus? <laughs> yeah, we're, uh, as we record this show, we have a presidential election, what, about a week away, right? Week and a half away, something like that? Yeah, they got a lot mm-hmm. of early voting going on here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Based on listener feedback, we do include spoilers for the new film, However, we will wait until the very end of the show to spoil the new feature, and we will let you know before we do so. If you don't wish to hear the spoilers, simply turn turn it off at that point, and we promise you won't miss a thing. We generally assume that you guys, as horror fans, have already seen the classic film, so there will often be spoilers when we're discussing anything that's been out for at least a year. The other thing we may do from time to time is use a few four-letter words. This is a horror podcast, and horror movies tend to be R-rated, so you can pretty much expect us to be, too. I'm Lance, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts, Brian and Philip. How's it going, guys? What up? What up? All right, so you guys want to start out with uh, Cool of the Week? All right, so we're actually recording this show about a week later because we had some audio issues, so... Our Cool of the Weeks uh, in our first recording that, that didn't take might might have changed based on a few things that have happened this week. Oh, a little bit. Uh, Phil- oh, a little bit. <laughs> Philip, you want to you wanna go first with Cool of the Week, man? <laughs> well, my original Cool of the Week was going to be uh, American Horror Story because I, uh, I finally got caught up with the season. And then I started watching Hotel on, uh, on Netflix. And I've seen the first few episodes, and I'm really digging it. It's super cool. But... Forget about that. My new cool of the week is obviously The Walking Dead. Because <laughs> holy shit. Your eyeball is popping out of your head and it is gross as shit. <laughs> uh, Brian, have you seen this? Oh yes. Uh, I I got caught up. I got caught up. That was a that whole episode was a big punch in the gut, man. It was I, I I've I've missed it so much. It's my favorite show on T V. What did you think, Brian? Um, as far as, uh, the show's already been out. Everybody already knows what happened. Um, the Glenn thing I seen coming, 
I didn't see the Abraham thing coming. See, I thought when they did the Abraham thing that it wouldn't, that was the end of it. You thought that was it, huh? Yeah. They, they, they rope-a-doped you, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, did you, you guys, you guys see the, the outrage? I guess everybody's turning on Daryl on, on the internet. Yeah, I've, I've seen that, but, uh. I'll put it. I'll put it this way, man. I think they did it perfectly. I love. I love what they did because I'm an avid comic book reader. Yeah. I read the comics, yeah. and so I already know that Abraham was the one who took the arrow in the eyeball instead of the lady doctor. Yeah, which is what they yeah. set it up for a few episodes back. So you know, it is. It, it's right that he's gone because in the comics, he's he's toast. That's what they, they. That's what he said on the Talking Dead afterwards. That he he was supposed to have dialed a while back, and he was on right. borrowed time. So <laughs> he, he knew it was coming. Yeah, and I love the way they did the they did the double tap there, and Suck they got and they got, <laughs> That was awesome. That was the that was the best uh, going outline yeah, ever. Yeah, if you're if you're gonna die, man, that dude died like a man. <laughs> no shit. Mm-hmm. No shit. But I feel bad for uh, I feel bad for the for the ladies they left behind. You know, yeah, that's gonna be tough, man. Yeah, especially was, Maggie. Yeah, boy, that and see and so when he died, it wasn't so hard to take. I guess we're full fledged into spoilers now, but it's it's been oh, sure. like a week. So yeah, if you haven't watched it by now. I'll suck it up. Yeah, if you ain't watched it by now, <laughs> yeah, I guarantee you, if you're into any social media, yeah, folks, you've been spoiled. <laughs> But uh, the the way that they killed Glenn, oh my God, man! It was it was it was hard to watch. It was brutal, man. Yeah, it was really brutal. And uh, I I heard um, like the there was some yeah I don't know some parents organization or something that's saying that they went too far. Oh come on! Graphic. Yeah, I've seen that too. It's gone too far, but that, I, I mean, there's apparently a lot of fans at the show that say they're not going to watch it anymore because they went too far. To which I say, sucks for you. You've been watching Walking Dead. If you didn't expect some shit like this to happen, probably need to find a different show anyway. <laughs> yeah, and to which I say, mission accomplished. You know what yeah, I'm saying? It was yeah, a, man, it was a fantastic episode. I had the same kind of reaction. Do you remember in Game of Thrones when uh, the mountain crushed that dude's Head. Uh, absolutely. Yes. Yes. I had kind of the same reaction to 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 actually it was it was kind of tougher to watch Glenn die, but it was uh it was that same just staring blankly at the TV, <laughs> you know, as it was happening. And you're like, oh my god, what just happened? No shit. And I, I would I'd say The Walking Dead is back because I've been so oh, pissed yeah. off at the show the last the last year or so. Really? Yeah, they've been they've been just. You know, they've been killing little characters who don't really matter. They yeah. really haven't had a big kill in a while. Yeah, this, this was needed. They have it. I think that they kind of had to kill Glenn. Mm-hmm. I, just because that's the way it went in the comic book. And, and yeah. if, if they killed a lesser character... Uh, it would have been a cop-out. The, yeah, then then it wouldn't have been as big of an impact. I mean, unless they're going to kill Daryl, which... I mean, they can't kill Daryl. <laughs> well, there is a character in the comic book who gets kidnapped, mm-hmm. but it's a character who's not still alive in in the TV show. So they had to. I, I like the way they're keeping they're keeping lockstep with the comic book really yeah. well. So somebody had to be kidnapped. Yeah. Well, and it sounds like Negan's going to be around for a while, which oh yeah, I think is cool because I love that character. I mean, I hate him, but that's the point. Man, he's <laughs> super. That they they could not have picked a better person. 
Uh, yeah, Jeffrey uh, Dean Morgan plays yeah, that character cool. really well. What uh, what have what else? What are some roles that you remember him in, Brian? That you really like? Um, he, he was brief. He was briefly in the Watchmen. Yeah, as the That's comedian. Right. He was really the comedian, the right? Yeah. And uh, we're sticking with uh, closer to the genre. Um, you guys ever watch a movie called? I believe it was called The Possession. Is that the one about the Dybbuk? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I was, was that, that was that him? Really good. Yeah, I believe that was him in that movie. It was. Yeah, the Jewish yeah. Uh, Dybbuk, the Jewish demon. Yes. Oh, that was with uh, Maris Yahoo was in that movie, wasn't he? I think he was uh, at, at the very end of it. <laughs> Why <laughs> in the hell? Whatever. <laughs> any uh, any other standout roles you you can think of, Brian? Uh, not off the top of my head, no. All right, but cool. he he's the excellent choice to play Negan. Yeah, he's been in a bunch of stuff, and I I really enjoy him as an actor, and I think that this particular role could not have been better for him. You know, like dude, everybody when they came out on Talking Dead afterwards, it's it's like raining and stuff, and the stars are all out there, and they're dressed to the nines with suits and and dresses and stuff. Mm-hmm. He comes out in like jeans and a t shirt and a baseball cap. With a, like a leather jacket on, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, man, that guy's cool. <laughs> yeah, I think they they couldn't have chosen anyone better. I mean, the ultimate mix of charming and, yeah. and also scary. Yeah, <laughs> scary as fuck, scary. right? <laughs> definitely scary. You trying to say something, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> well, Brian, Brian, what's uh, you, you know, I know, I know, we all thought this was probably at the top of our our cool of the week, but. You know, we want to we want to bring something else into the mix. What? Uh, yeah. Any, what else would you would you you know stands out for you, man? Um, I really enjoyed the last episode of The Exorcist. I ah, enjoyed I the. Uh, that was pretty good. I still have. Yeah. Seen it. Okay, I won't spoil the twist at the end of the episode, but it connects the show to the original movie. To, to the movie. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I completely forgot about that series. I don't think I'm going to watch it because I understand it hasn't been renewed. It didn't do. It didn't do very well. Really? Um, I'm th- I'm hoping that this episode kind of changes things. I did. And, watch, uh, I did watch the first episode on on your recommendation, and I really enjoyed it. I just never. I, n- I never finished up. It's only six episodes, right? Yeah. So um, really, no excuse not to. Yeah, yeah it, it was. I really liked the episode, and like I said, it was. Um, I knew they were going to connect it somehow to the movie, but I didn't see this coming. Maybe it was just me, but I, I didn't see this uh, connection coming, and I thought it was a it was a pretty cool angle. See, there's a lot of shows that I start watching and then kind of forget about halfway through. I, I, I didn't even start about this. I, I didn't even start on this one. I just haven't watched it at all. But I def- it was definitely on my list of things to watch. Yeah, I actually got to uh, catch up on some shows this week because my not so cool the thing uh, of the week is uh, it fucking snowed up here. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> and it actually down here in Texas, man. <laughs> in Alaska. It actually. <laughs> what? No. Yeah, there, there's quite a few of us that do not appreciate the snow up here, <laughs> and it sucked because. I had went in to watch uh, Ouija, and there was nothing, not not a snowflake in the air, nothing. And then when right. the movie came out, uh, came uh, was over, and I walked out, snow everywhere. Really? 
Yes. Oh man, and I and I know you're gonna when we talk about the film, you're gonna go into more detail about your uh, experience in the movie theater. Yes. So that was just a fucking downer all the way around, huh? <laughs> yes, it just added to the night. Fuck. I'm just happy it's not a hundred degrees right now. <laughs> uh, it's still it's, the it, it's still too fucking close to it, man. Yeah. Yeah. About time I go to work, it'll probably be around like ten degrees. Oh wow! Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty cool. Wow. <laughs> All right. sounds cool until you said the 10 degrees part, and I'm out. <laughs> All right, folks, so uh, so you heard, you heard it here first. <laughs> Horror Returns definitely covers the, the globe there with our yes, coverage. There you go. <laughs> um, so, it, man, it's been a damn good week for horror, you know? Ouija was actually pretty good. You know, I think we all kind of enjoyed it. Um, there's There's been some other stuff coming out, but uh, it's kind of hard not to love The Walking Dead. Yeah, as my cool of the week, but I'm going to go ahead and at least give a shout out to Black Mirror, oh, which yeah, yeah. Uh, started up again on Netflix. Uh, I watched the first three episodes. The first one is called uh, Nosedive, and it's uh, it's really spot on. It, it's you could almost say it's kind of a little bit on the nose, <laughs> but it's got uh, Bri- <laughs> Bryce Dallas Howard and Alice Eve are the two main actors in it, and it's. Basically, just everybody's walking around on their cell phones and uh, pointing them to other people and rating them on a scale of one to five. And oh. your rating determines everything: your credit score, how many people like you, what clubs you can get into. In other words, where we're going to be in about five years. <laughs> that doesn't sound too yeah. far from reality. <laughs> which, which is kind of what Black Mirror tends to do. The second one was called Playtest. I love this one. Uh, it's about a guy that's backpacking across Europe and he runs out of money, so he answers this ad. He goes into being this experimental virtual reality game, and what he doesn't know is that the virtual reality game kind of senses what his greatest fears are and adapts the game mid-game to, to, to account for that. Okay. So it's really fucking frightening. <laughs> this is a dead-on horror movie, this, this okay. episode, Playtest. And then Shut Up and Dance, which has Bron from Game of Thrones oh, playing okay. basically Bron, <laughs> but in the modern day. And then this... Uh, little kid that's uh jacks off and looks at porn on his computer all the time and just i don't want to spoil any of these so i'm just barely skimming what they're about but basically there's like a power uh powerful group that communicates to them both through their computers and forces them to go do things for them so So, black mirror highly recommended so each episode is a totally different story absolutely yeah it's just like the twilight zone thing like the twilight zone but with uh technology okay yeah it's really cool it kind of It, it, it's it sort of uh, dances that uh, border between science fiction and horror, okay. I would say. Yeah. So, I'll have to check that one out, man. I've heard a lot of good things about it. Yeah, it's been one hell of a week, guys. Wouldn't we all agree? Yeah. Yeah. I've actually started uh, season one of Black Mirror. What do you, what do you think so far? Oh, I, I uh, based off your recommendation, I checked it out, and I am recommending this show to other people now nice because that that first episode of season one it was crazy with the uh, the prime minister of england yeah that's, what prob- he- that's probably the slowest episode so far of the entire show oh wow yeah it but it, it got me though what he uh I'm not gonna spoil it what he had to do to to get the princess back was uh pretty crazy <laughs> well is that the only one you've seen at this point? I saw, I saw the second episode, um, the one where uh, everybody's uh, riding those exercise bikes. 
Oh, and I they're earning that one, dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 15 million merits. Yes. and uh, They get credit points for exercising and doing the right thing, but they're kind of like prisoners uh, in a way. Hmm. Yeah, and uh, it stars the uh, the actor that we've seen in the Get Out trailer. Ah, and uh, I, okay. yeah, I did not know he was British. Yeah, there's a lot of big actors you don't know they're British yeah. until they, they speak yeah. in their yeah. regular voice, you know? <laughs> But um, yeah, I'm two episodes in, and I'm 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 hooked. Cool. Well, I I kind of envy you, man, getting to getting to watch them all from the beginning. You know. That's yeah, they're uh, probably going to have my wife watch them here too. The show. Yeah, you'll you'll love it, man. Yeah, you'll love it. Check it out. Um, hey, real quick update before we move on to to the trailer park Kingdom. Remember, guys, we all made a pact we were going to watch uh, Kingdom. Oh, that's the. The, the MMA, MMA, the MMA show. Okay, yeah. yeah. Have you seen any, Brian? I seen, uh, I had to cut it short. I was in the middle of the first episode, but, um, right. it looks like I'm, I'm going to be sticking with it. Okay, cool. Well, we've, uh, we both got direct TV and it's like a direct TV show. So oh, we're set. It? Yeah. It's that. on, yeah. it's on demand. I saw it. I noticed it yesterday when we got our install done. I that. So I'll definitely be checking a couple of those out over the weekend. So you boys ready to take a little trip down to the trailer park? The big, the small, and sometimes the very, very weird. Brian, what's our first trailer to talk about this week? We are going to talk about Shut In. <laughs> Shut In, all right. <laughs> Directive. Really over here imitating Glenn. He's got a big uh, beer bottle cap in his eye that's popping out. <laughs> you fucking asshole. You're gross as shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Shut In, directed by Farron Blackburn. Who's worked on Luther, Doctor Who, and the Daredevil series? Speaking Stars of, sounds like a British uh, uh, person. I mean, a couple of those shows are British, right? Yeah, for the BBC. Right. Uh, this uh, movie stars Naomi Watts, Oliver Platt, Charlie Heaton, David Cubitt, and Jacob Tremblay. Nice. Yeah, it's a good cast. I wasn't like ultra impressed with it with a trailer it looked like stuff we'd seen before what'd you guys think um well when we previously recorded tried to record this episode i had said this movie it reminded me of another movie right and the reason i couldn't think of it because it was a movie we were supposed to review but got pulled out of the theaters it was before i wake because uh, the whole ah. the creepy kid you're not sure what's going on with him angle right yeah, I kind of got that because I don't know if the watching the trailer, I don't know if there's something up with this kid, if he's really missing or. Well, I, I kind of felt like it's it's got that same that same vibe that you know a thousand different movies have, like the the others or the boy, or mm-hmm. uh, you know something like that. That that's that's going to be real low key, and it's going to be like this this chick alone in the house almost the entire time uh she's got the kid creepy things are gonna happen and it's just gonna be little little subtle nuanced things with tense music playing and it's gonna be super serious the whole time which is not necessarily a bad movie i mean the others are awesome but uh but yeah yeah, I, I i think i think they're all kind of the same yeah, I'm thinking this movie is going to be kind of a slow burn of yeah, the the mother going insane. Yeah, well, yeah, because you're you're not going to know what's going to ha- what's happening the whole movie. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll watch it. I'm not like I'm not incredibly excited about this one, guys. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not either. But I, it's not going to stop me from watching it. I, I imagine it's going to be okay, but it's not something I'm going to like. Oh, I got to go see this in the, at, at the movies, you know? Right. Yeah. It's a wait for DVD kind of thing. Yeah, this one comes out November 11th. Uh, so we may be covering it. Yeah, oh, quite possibly. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute, November 11th. Isn't that uh, the same date that that movie The Monster uh, comes out on Video On Demand? You guys heard about this one at all? Not Monsters, but I think it's called The Monster. Yeah, uh, funny thing you brought it up. I've actually seen this movie. Have you? No shit. Yes, if uh, you guys have DirecTV, it, I don't know if it's still on there, but it was on, uh, you can rent it on DirecTV. For, ah, okay. And I think it'll be on there until the uh, until the theater date. Hmm. So, um, how was it? I, I wasn't sure what to get from the preview. Like, it, I it looks interesting. Actually, I actually I didn't. I got to. I probably had like thirty minutes left of the movie, and I didn't get to finish it. But it was it was okay. I mean, it kind of had that thing going where you kind of felt like the mom was really shitty. And then it kind of made you. There was a couple scenes that you kind of felt the daughter was kind of shitty too. Okay. And um, you know they get stranded in the middle of nowhere, and there's a monster. I remember the trailer now. Yeah, and um, as far as that, that's probably where I the as far as I got. And so I never shit, got to finish shit, it. People get eaten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this is shit like you for breakfast. <laughs> but I mean, it's uh, from the most that I watched of it. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. Okay. Hey, Brian, you're uh, you familiar with the uh, the Black Saint over there at Horror News Radio, right? Yes. He loved it. Yes, I seen that on Facebook. Yeah, he said um, it was the best fil- best genre film, if not the best film of the year. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like I said, I like I like what was going on with the mom and daughter. Right. That kind of added to the whole, you know. To the movie where you know you also got a monster you know stalking them, right? So, um, but I'm I'm not going to give my my full review or judgment on it because I, I like I said I didn't get to finish it. Cool. All right. Well, what uh, what else you want to talk about, man? Okay, uh, we're going to talk about the autopsy of Jane Doe. This one I am really looking forward to. Yes, this one star, uh, stars. Emil Hirsch and Brian Cox, directed by Andre Oreldo. If I, I'm probably messed that name up. Uh, he was the director of Troll Hunter, uh, which was a, a Swedish film, right? Yes, sir. And wasn't it sort of like a? Um, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. It was kind of like a not not really found footage, but kind of like a filming on the scene of them actually literally hunting a troll. Yeah, um, I've. <clears throat> I know it's on Netflix. I'm, I've never seen yeah, it. Yeah, I'm not sure if I've seen it. It's super yeah. low budget. I've seen it. You've seen it? Yeah. <laughs> it's. I mean, figured you had Philip. If it's on Netflix, and yeah. it's fucking free. It's for you, right? Yeah. It's it's super low budget, man. You get in that weird place in Netflix, and they've got some strange <laughs> horror movies, and uh, it's it's all right. I mean, and nothing to write home about. <laughs> Worth a watch? Yeah. Um, I mean, I. <clears throat> If, you if, if you're really, if you're really bored, because <laughs> it is definitely low right. budget, it's it's foreign, so it's different. 
Is it dubbed is it, or is uh, it uh, no subtitles? I, I don't. I I think they're speaking English in most of it. I can't remember. Uh, okay. I don't know. I can't remember. I get right. I, I I don't I don't I don't really have a hard time with subtitles most of the time. Uh, I kind of forget that they're there if right. I am watching stuff in subtitles. Um, but it was just you know it, again super low budget. Like the special effects are not exactly awesome. It's kind of a stupid story. <laughs> Kind of, kind of bring bring on the cheese, huh? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, it was it wasn't terrible to watch. It was it was worth the watch, right? What would you guys think about the autopsy of Jane Doe? I'm excited about it. I think it looks great. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it does. It's basically just the two guys in in one room, and it's two really good actors. Uh, Brian Brian Cox, yeah. and who who was the other guy in it? Refresh. Email Hirsch. It's been a week. Email, Email Hirsch, right? Oh, Emil Hirsch. Mm-hmm. I like him. Yeah, to me, he's kind of hit or miss. Yeah? Yeah, like, I didn't like him in that one where he, Into the Wild, I think it was called. Where you he didn't went like out Into the Wild? No, nah, I, I thought he was a dumbass. I thought he was a dumbass, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who the fuck's going to give all that up and go live out in the fucking woods and try to keep meat from spoiling and shit like that? Oh, what I a love dumb that fuck. movie. I love that movie. <laughs> that's that's my man right there. I'd totally do that. Oh <laughs> uh, man, you'd totally fucking die, man. Actually, you might could survive. You you've got a skill set he probably didn't I'm have when sure he went I out. Make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's he's really good. I don't, I didn't really know. I don't know. I didn't get a lot from the preview, just because it it's it didn't. It kind of showed the same shit, you know what I mean? It, sure. it seems like the whole movie is probably just these two guys in a room with a with a dead body. Yeah, kind of like a play almost. Yeah, and I mean that may it may turn out to be cool. I, I don't know. It was just I I didn't get a lot from the preview. I I didn't get that. Oh, I gotta see this right from that. Brian, what are your thoughts, man? Yeah did you did you guys watch the regular trailer or the red band trailer? Um, it was pretty gory. So I suspect yeah, I, the red band. I don't think I don't think I, I watched mean, the red band. I mean there was some yeah, blood, but it wasn't crazy. Yeah, they were similar, but I believe the red band had a scene where it had me really intrigued on what's going on with this with this body because they they both had this look on their face of just total horror and right. was just scared. And I I I'm I'm intrigued. Like I said, uh, yeah, I want to see what's going on with this man. body. I'll watch but, it. Uh, Good cast. Yeah, this this one's uh, due out uh, December twenty first. Cool. So uh, not good, too far a off. Real good Christmas movie, huh? Good Christmas Absolutely. Movie. Yeah, maybe a Lazarus effect vibe from it. I don't think I've yeah. seen that one. It wasn't bad. That, oh, that's the one with uh, the really hot chick in it. Yeah, uh, the hot chick from House. Um, Olivia Wilde. Ah, yes. Oh. And she seems super Okay, cool. Donald Glover was in that too, right? Yes. Yeah, the new Lando okay, Calrissian. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. All right, I have seen that. It wasn't super great, but it was. No, it, it was, had some good it talent in it. It wasn't bad. It, just, it wasn't bad at it, all. It, it sort of fell into the mix. Right. You know, and, and okay. I, I feel like... Yeah. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. It kind of felt like Flatliners to me. Yeah, you guys. I I guess I could see that. It it wasn't really like Flatliners, but I could see where you would see that. Okay. Uh, another movie coming out December twenty first is Assassin's Creed, directed by Justin Kurzel, who did uh, Macbeth and Snowtown. 
This stars Michael Fassbender, Marion Cotillard, Jeremy Irons, Brendan Gleeson, and Michael K. Williams. This was a cool preview, man. I'm, I'm stoked. Yes, this, this movie. Yeah, way better than the first trailer. Yeah. Well, it just in general, I, I, I saw the trailer on, uh, I don't know, whatever movie it was that we went to see not too long ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I've kind of been excited from it. Uh, or about it since then. Um, Fastbender seems super cool. Uh, he's a great actor. I don't think I've seen him in anything that I didn't like. And uh, I, it, it looks like maybe they're taking video game movies in a totally or in a totally different direction. You know, because I mean, how many video game movies have turned out to be great? In my estimation, zero. <laughs> Not one yeah. ever seen a good video game movie. <laughs> But this one looks really good. Maybe they're taking it in a in a comic book kind of direction, you know? Yeah, and from a couple people I talked to, they, they said it's um, not 100% accurate to the game, but it's pretty close from yeah. what they've seen in the trailer. Okay. So, it's been um, a while since I've played Assassin's Creed. I actually... Our Xbox just crapped out, so my son just got a new Xbox One, which means I bought it for myself. Which means you just got a new Xbox One. I I get it. It was a present, (laughs) right? Because I'm a terrible father. Anyway, (laughs) he's six. I got him an Xbox One. Hey, cool. Hey, man. (laughs) Anyway, uh, I got a um, uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag and uh, and started playing it a little bit. It's a, it's like a pirate. Kind of I, I thought with Black Flag it yeah. might be. I kind of got that vibe from from the title. Yeah, and, and, and it's it's sort of a confusing concept, the whole Assassin's Creed thing. I mean, right. you, you really got to pay attention to what's... I mean, because all the, the backstory stuff is just backstory. You don't necessarily have to know it to play the game. Right. But but it, fill, it fills everything in for you yeah. if you know the backstory. In a, in a movie... That's pretty cool. It sounds like maybe uh, they're they're making it make a little more sense and, and, and a little more key to the process. All right. Well, you guys are, are thrilled about it. I, I kind of like the look of I have to admit, I like the look of the trailer, but I am going to reserve judgment Yeah. based on my fucking horrible history with video game movies. I don't blame you. I don't know. The parkour shit looks pretty cool. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Hardcore parkour. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, moving on to our next trailer, Logan, directed oh. by James Mangold, stars Hugh Jackman, Patrick Stewart, and Daphne Keene. Okay, that's my jam. Yeah, I don't know too much about the old man Logan story. Maybe you guys can fill me in a little bit here and who this little kid is and everything, because um, I probably quit reading X-Men like in the late 80s when I got married. <laughs> And, yeah. and no longer had $100 a week to spend on comic books. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of quit reading them in the uh, 90s when, you know, I wouldn't get any more. But yeah, I did a little bit of research. Movie, I'm going to see it. Yeah, I did a little bit of research on the, the story it's based on, which they had to cut a lot of elements out of the story because they don't have the rights to some of the characters right oh that makes sense so that's well, that's that's the only thing that's got me a little bit worried because i i the yeah. original story basically all the villains have won and taken over uh the red skull is the president of the united states oh <laughs> shit that, i didn't see any of that uh, in the trailer <laughs> yeah if they did well because disney the, owns rights to red skull right yeah if they did the if they did the comic book as a movie, this would probably be one of the best 
movies ever. Because, yeah. like I said, you got the Red Skull as president. There's a an yeah. inbred hillbilly Hulk family. Okay. That wow. is basically villains. Yeah, uh, Hawkeye's in the movie, and he's blind. Okay. And um, the X Men are dead. Wolverine, Wolverine stuff gets real dark, man. Like, with, yeah, with, Wolverine, going to the comics. Yeah, the X Men are dead because Wolverine was was basically his mind was played with, and he ended up killing all the X-Men and that leads him to not wanting to use his claws ever oh, again. Oh shit. I got you. Yeah. He kind of pulled a Daryl on the walking dead and with Glenn, huh? Yes. <laughs> but judging from this, you know, they've had to obviously, you know, take a lot of elements out of the story, but there, I'm interested to see, cause there is a funeral scene in the move in the trailer. And I'm wondering, because this movie set in a uh, 2024, Oh, okay. So, so is it possible? It might be a possibility that he did kill quite a few people that he uh, well, didn't mean have, to kill. They have the rights to the X Men, so I imagine yeah. that uh, that that that'll probably play into the story. And okay, the little girl is uh, like a, a a clone, right? Yeah, X. I believe it's X twenty three. She's a clone, a female clone of Wolverine. Okay. So. I'm and, excited. Um, I thought the trailer looked pretty cool, man. It, it, the uh, playing the Johnny Cash hurt in the background was awesome. Yes. I think Hugh Jackman looks cool as shit playing this role. It, and I heard it's going to be his last Wolverine role. Yes, and it, this movie's also going to be rated R. Yeah. Oh, yeah, rated R too. So I, I imagine they're going to go uh, a little on the dark side of it. And uh, it's probably gonna be pretty intense. I yeah, I'm I, I'm really I really like the last Wolverine. Yeah, I'm movie. really yeah, I'm really pulling for this movie because yeah. I if he's going if if Hugh Jackman's going out, I want him to go out with a bang. Yeah, and so far, just ju- judging from this trailer, I'm I'm excited for this movie. I remember when X Men first came out and they announced Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, and I'm like, right. Ah. I didn't, didn't think that was going to work, huh? Yeah, I was a little unsure. And then, uh, yeah, ha- man, he's pulled it off from the start. He's been <laughs> have, you guys, have you guys ever seen uh, Mission Impossible 2? Oh, I'm sure I have. I can't I can't remember it off the top of my yeah, head. If you, if, you guys, if you guys uh, can remember or not, the guy that was the villain in that movie was supposed to be Wolverine. Really? Yeah, and I believe that is he passed on the role to do that movie. He passed so, on X Men to do Mission Impossible Two, which yeah, I could be wrong, but I think yes, I could be wrong, but I believe that's what happened. I can't think of the actor's name, but I'm sure he's kicking himself. Well, sucks for him then, because he made a bad decision. <laughs> but uh, let's see, uh, Logan is uh, due to come out March third, two thousand seventeen. Yeah. All right, I'm sure we're I'm sure we're all going to watch it. Kind of as an aside, sort of a funny thing. When I saw, I didn't know Logan was about Wolverine. Actually, I saw a picture like a still from the trailer mm-hmm. on one of the websites I was at, and with a beard and everything. I thought it was fucking Mel Gibson. Uh-huh. And I thought, oh, Mel Gibson <laughs> has another new movie coming out, huh? He's very Mel Gibson looking. In this movie. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Just that's that's the feeling that I got from it, Brian. Yeah, Doug, I, I, uh, Doug Ray Scott, yes. the villain from uh, Mission Impossible Two. Yes, he could have been Scott. Right. He's been in a lot of stuff. 
Scottish um, actor. Oh yeah. Now I I'm I'm down with that. Oh, he was the hitman. Oh, that movie sucked. Yeah, that movie's bad. <laughs> okay. There you go. Another, <laughs> there you have another it. Another in the line of video game movies that was terrible. No shit. <laughs> Full circle. Okay, and we are gonna move on to our final trailer, which is only a teaser trailer. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, directed by James Gunn and starring everybody from the first one. We're all pumped. Yeah, yes. I mean, can't go wrong with this one. I honestly, I'm not as excited about this one as I am about the the Logan trailer. No shit. Well, yeah, but I mean, I'm Wolverine's always been my guy since I was a kid. Right. Man. My son's name is Logan. And it is straight from Wolverine. <laughs> All right, I get it now. Okay, fair enough. But well, uh, we will definitely be watching this movie for the horror returns. <laughs> but the first Guardians of the Galaxy was awesome, and uh, I'm I'm definitely down to watch this one. Yeah, I think I'm equally excited for this one because I just I just want to I want to go further into this whole world that they set up in the first movie. <laughs> Yeah, my favorite, I mean, there's not much to be said for this. It was just more of like a, a teaser, really. But my favorite shot was obviously the, the very end there with uh, Little Groot on, on top of uh, Rocket Rocket Raccoon. Oh, yes. Sort of, sort of an opposite from the original poster. Yes, uh, and you already know this is going to be a, a hot-selling toy when it comes out. Oh, you think? Yeah, because <laughs> uh, when they came out right. with that, that baby Groot... That- that potted baby group. Was that a, I, I was seen that them everywhere. Was that a pop toy or, or an action figure? Yeah, but basically everything. Right. And I, I seen it everywhere, so I'm pretty sure come next year we're gonna see uh little little groups everywhere, little figures. But uh, another thing that I'm really excited to see is uh, Kurt Russell in this movie. Oh yeah, he's good in every everything he does. Oh yeah, yeah, he's uh he's uh his dad, right? Star Lord's dad. Yeah. Yeah, it's already been confirmed. So We're going to get a Yeah, e- shit, right? Ego the Living Planet. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> Man, that's So uh I don't Yeah, remember. I don't I don't know if there's really much to say. I mean, we're all excited to see this movie. Yeah. Uh this movie, yeah. This movie comes out May 5th, 2017, right. so Right around the corner, man. Yeah, I'm yep. down with it. I, I mean, I've been waiting for it. it. It didn't get me any more excited than I already was. And now it's time for Horror Headlines, brought to you by Brian. Take it away, Brian. Okay, our first news item, Jodie Foster is set to direct an episode for the already planned fourth season of Black Mirror. I don't see how that could possibly go wrong. Well... Yep, I mean... Uh, what From just watching in? the show, uh, what did we find out? Uh, I don't even Def- have that with me, and we we talked about it on the last because I thought she had directed uh, a, a couple of different movies, like Contact. That in fact she hadn't. Oh, she didn't direct Contact. No, but I knew she had directed she uh, the one with Mel Gibson in it, where he talked to the the Beaver or whatever, the stuffed Beaver. What? <laughs> yeah. I think, I think it's, it's called the Beaver. Yeah, it's it kind of sucked to be honest <laughs> with you. <laughs> Maybe I'm not so excited about her directing. Come on, Brian, help us out here, dude. It's got to be more than she's directed. I'm looking. Oh, you said uh, Orange is the New Black, right? Yeah, she did episodes for Orange is the New Black. That's uh, right. House of Cards. That's right. 
And recently, she uh, directed a Money Monster with. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, I can't think of his name. Mel Gibson. No, uh, George. No. Clooney. Oh, George Clooney. Okay. George What's Clooney. Like I think yes. Bill Gibson was in that. That's. Oh, that he, that was the man. Beaver I, he I was talking that. about. All right. But yeah, um, I, I haven't seen House House of Cards. I've been told it's an excellent show. Haven't it is a, it is excellent, man. I've seen every one of them from the beginning. Yeah, everybody keeps oh. telling me to watch it. I haven't seen it. Yeah, you know, you guys, uh, oh, I'm sorry to interrupt. Oh, go ahead. Have you guys, by any chance, uh, seen Luke Cage? Yes, I uh, am. I started it. I haven't finished Cot- it. Cottonmouth? Yes. Yes, he has a character in House of Cards. Uh, his name is Re- Remy. Uh-huh. He okay. Steal- he steals the fucking show. Really? He is uh, fantastic in that show. <laughs> yeah, so House of Cards, yeah, if you guys get a chance, I would I would strongly, strongly suggest watching it. Highly highly recommend that one. Yeah, so... Re- and, it, and it's one of those shows that keeps reinventing itself. Yeah. So the first... Ke- Kevin Spacey's pretty much always the same, but the first season and with the characters that... Some characters that stay on, some that leave... Like the first season has one storyline, the second's almost like a completely different storyline. By the time you get to the third, he's moved into a different position and things totally change. It, it's a good show. How many seasons are there? I think four or five so far. See, there's so many good TV shows right now, man. I, I don't know. I don't have time to watch all of them. <laughs> that is the problem. That is definitely yeah. the problem. Especially when you got like but, three seasons of some shit built up. You know, that's right. Dude, that's. At least a couple of weeks out of your time. It's a big investment. Yeah, I think for the most part, you know, everything I'm hearing about Black Mirror and seeing the things she's direct, I think it'll be pretty good. Cool. All right. Looking forward to it. Okay. Our next uh, staying in the television world, uh, Christopher Lloyd joins the cast of Sci-Fi's 12 Monkeys for season three. Christopher Lloyd, like Back to the Future, Christopher? (laughs) Yes. Doc Brown. Okay. Just I believe just turned right seventy. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> oh man, I've never seen the show, but I mean, how could that be a bad thing? Is he still alive? Um, how old? Is yeah, he, he just turned seventy. Oh, I think he just turned seventy. Oh, okay. So, um, I've seen the first season. It's, you know, it's pretty good. I haven't right. seen uh, the second season. But, um, I, pretty much, I think if you enjoy the movie, I think you'll enjoy the show. Yeah, I did. That's pretty the, much what I could say. I did enjoy the movie. I like anything that Terry Gilliam's done. Mm-hmm. But the way they ended that movie, it's kind of like, how in the fuck do you go from that? You know? I mean, it was yeah. basically like the end of the world, Arm- Armageddon. You know, this this fucking idiot ended up causing the end of the world. So, mm. how do you? Where do you go from there? I mean, I, I assume there's a lot of time travel in it. Yeah, in the show. Yeah, yeah in the show is it is it more of like a monster of the week thing where they like they're in the fifties this episode and then they're like in the seventies this episode and then the roaring twenties or you know I mean what's what's the what's the setup? Man? Uh, he doesn't. A lot of a lot of the time periods he goes back to is is around you know a lot of the same times he doesn't go like to the twenties or you know okay. further yeah 
it's constantly trying to figure out where this virus came from, who's trying to put it out there. Okay, so basically, it's more, more attempts to stop the virus. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. Hmm. Which I guess if you have a time travel machine, you can hit the reset button anytime you want, huh? I guess so. <clears throat> but, um, like I said, I haven't seen season two, but uh, somebody I know that watches it uh, still says it's a good show. So I love it. I'll check it. Yeah. yeah, I'll check it out at some time, some I'll, point. I'll have to watch the show. Yeah. And our final thing we're going to talk about is Mike Flanagan, who's done uh, the movie we'll be talking about later. And uh, other movies like Oculus and uh, Hush. He is adapting Stephen King's Gerald's Game for Netflix, starring wow. Carla Gugino and Bruce Greenwood. That's going to be interesting. Is it going to be a, like a movie or a series? I believe it's going to be a movie. Okay. Okay. I could be wrong, though. Uh, I think I heard it was going to be a, a one-shot movie, too, which there's no way you, I could see it being a series. Do you Do you guys know the plot of the book? No. No. It, the basic plot of the book is, it, it's real simple. It's this lady and her husband are into super kinky sex, and he handcuffs her to the bed, goes into the other room, and gets has like a heart attack or something, and drops dead on the floor. So basically the entire book is her handcuffed to a bed, naked. Oh, yeah, okay. that's it. <clears throat> Although it gets it gets really weird because things go on and you're wondering, like, is this really happening or is it just in her head? You know, things like that. But, uh, you know, we were talking about the uh, the autopsy of Jane Doe movie, how it's kind of like a almost like a play mm-hmm. where it's just the two guys in a room. Well, this is like one naked chick in a room handcuffed. OK, so actually sounds pretty damn good, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't sound like the yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> So, Carl, I really enjoy uh, Carla Gugino. So, hmm. Well, let's hope that. Oh, wasn't she the one that played The Rock's wife in the uh, the uh, what was the movie? Fuck. It came oh, out San Andreas. Yeah, San Andreas. Wasn't she the wife. Yeah, oh, yeah. She's been in. She's been in a whole bunch of movies. Okay, she is. She is pretty damn hot. Although she's not as hot as The Rock's daughter in that movie. In my in my humble opinion. Oh, no. oh that was uh, Alex- Alexandra Daddario. Daddario. Yeah, boy. <laughs> All right. You got my attention. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> so, um, other than that uh, news coming out, there's no time frame of the, the movie coming out, so... We don't actually have any listener feedback this week, but I wanted to take this time to tell you guys about uh, the Texas Frightmare Weekend. Uh, Lance and I are going to be there. Uh, Brian, maybe, to get your act together and come down to Texas, brother. Thank you, Carl. But it's a, it's a three-day weekend. It's, uh, what is it, May... Uh, 5th, 6th, and 7th. So you got a ways to buy your tickets. Um, but it sounds like they're going to have a bunch of really cool people. They've got the cast of uh, 31. Uh, so a lot of Rob Zombie's people are going to be there. That that I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Particularly one Malcolm McDowell, who might be a little better Malcolm known McDowell. for a certain other role. He's a Clockwork Orange guy. <laughs> yeah, and he's been in a thousand movies. You've seen him. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, anybody who's listened to this podcast knows yeah. Malcolm McDowell really well. <laughs> and uh, 
Doomhead, Richard Brake. He was. He's also in uh, Game of Thrones. He plays the. Really? Uh, yeah, he's he plays the the badass. Um, the Ice King or yeah, whatever. The Ice King. Oh yeah, he plays the White Walker. Okay. okay. Yeah he he was he was really he was really good in Thirty One. Yeah, he was. He was really kicking. Right. Movie. Yes, because you've seen this film, Brian, and we haven't. I saw it. it yeah. It, oh, you've seen it too. Yeah, it's good. It's it's not House oh, of a fuck. Thousand Corpses good, but right? uh, but it's it's fun to watch. And I'm the big Rob Zombie apologist of everybody, so I really need to see that movie. <laughs> um, and it looks like they've added uh, Shannon Elizabeth. Okay. Um, Keith David's going to be there. Oh man, you had me at Keith David. Yeah. Um, and a couple of the kids, including the uh, including Eleven. From uh, Stranger Things. Cool. So, nice. Sounds like it should be a pretty awesome time. You guys come up and see us. We'll be wandering around. Feel free to grab us and talk to us and say what's up. We'll Absolutely. We'll, we'll buy you guys a beer. Yeah. You buy us three. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if uh, I. Aside from that, though, thanks to everyone who reaches out for us. Uh, we love the feedback. As always, you can reach us at our Facebook or Podbean page, uh, or you can email us at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com. Uh, love to hear from you whenever you get a chance. All right, cool. So that's our listener feedback. So you know what that means, folks. On to tonight's featured attractions. Uh, this week, we're going to focus on the Ouija board taking on the brand new movie, Ouija, Origin of Evil. Well, actually, as we record this, it's a week old, but, you know, (laughs) half a week, whatever. Hey, we got to it first. Yeah, we got to it first, as well as 1986's Witchboard. So we will start out with uh, trivia for the classic film, which is Witchboard. Director and writer Kevin Tenney, also known for Witchboard 2, Night of the Demons, and Pinocchio's Revenge. The house in the film was also used in Waxwork, an 88 movie, and Willard, a 1971 movie. This Los Angeles home has since been retired as a filming location. Witchboard was produced for $2 million. Uh, Would not call it a runaway success um, since its release in uh, 1986. It has grossed just over $7 million in ticket sales. And, of course, it was followed up by Witchboard 2, as well as Witchboard 3, The Possession. Now, Brian, you and I talked off-air about this a lot, as well as what we discussed last week. I know you are just dying to get to Witchboard. Yes. It is my favorite movie of all time. No, I'm just playing. Um This, uh, I've seen this a long time ago, so re-watching it was uh, interesting. Right. Um, Doesn't hold up to how I remember it. The acting is incredibly bad in this movie. (laughs) Incredibly bad. (laughs) The main, the the main two uh, uh, male actors in this movie are horrible. They are a couple of assholes on top of that. And I don't understand and how they was ever. I don't understand how Tony Katane was ever with either one of these guys. Oh, well, now you're getting personal, man. Come on. <laughs> the lead singer of Whitesnake. <laughs> oh, come on. But, uh, it wasn't that bad. Um, I mean, I like the whole, the, you know, the whole thing with the Ouija board and 
the ghost uh, basically lying about, you know, because they always, you know, we'll get to in another movie, you know, ghosts can't lie about right. who they are with the Ouija board. And I, li- I like that whole aspect of it, but mm-hmm. this movie is dated. Yeah. I've, I've, I've seen yeah. I've seen a lot of '80s movies, and you know, a, there's a lot of good ones that hold up to today. This one does not. Yeah, it's '80s cheese and a half, man. All right, yes. well, you you took the words right out of my mouth oh, there, Philip. God damn it, uh, man! I really wanted to go next because I've got a feeling that I'm going to be the buffer between you two guys because okay. I didn't hate it. I don't think as much as you guys did. You I remember it. I, I do remember watching it um, when I was younger. '86 was actually the year I graduated high school, so quite some time back. But I think I, I watched this on, like, uh, USA Up All Night with Rhonda Shears, if you guys remember that. Okay. Yes. And it, let's just say there was some chemical assistance with en- helping to enjoy the film <laughs> at the time. And, I mean, you know, I, I didn't hate this movie. Upon rewatch, I actually watched it when I was at work. And uh, it was one of those <laughs> things where, okay, my, 99% of the movie was, like, total vanilla milk. Nothing to it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, no gore, no cursing, no nudity. And then you get to that fucking shower scene. Well, and I could that. have sworn, I, I swear there's a, a lady from accounting that brought some paperwork into my office. And it was probably five minutes before that scene. So she, if she'd been five <laughs> minutes later, I would have been fucked. Okay? <laughs> but she comes in and she's looking at the screen and she's like, looks at me, looks at the screen, looks at me, looks at the screen. What the fuck are you watching? <laughs> it's like this piece of shit. <laughs> you know, and then of course, you know, the scene where Facts the two <laughs> the two boys, you know, that used to be best buds or whatever, they go up to Big Bear or whatever the hell that is. I assume the lake or whatever. Their little homoerotic show. Oh, I didn't even read that into it, Philip. You're killing me, dude. I was gonna talk about the fucking fake plastic barrels that fall down and smash oh, them into the yeah, water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I don't think oh. I hated uh, yeah. You guys did, but you know, Philip, what do you what do you say, brother? What about this movie Witchboard? It it's considered a classic. Yeah. Uh, by some. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a stretch. <laughs> I think it's, Tony Catan's husband calls it a classic or yeah, something. Yeah, it's it's it is it is eighties cheese at its best Cheesiest. Or, best or worst, however you want to look at it, man. Tony Catan is <sighs> Like, I want to say that she's the bright spot in this movie, but her acting is not really great either. And uh, the other two guys are terrible. Every time that motherfucker laughed, dude, I wanted to, like, slap him. The, the, oh, the her, the main guy? Yeah, the main guy. Like, he, he, he had this... Not the not the rich douchebag. Well, yeah, the no, because they each had their own little thing. He, right. The, the main guy was, like, he would just randomly laugh at the other dude, and it was so forced that it was completely fake. And then the yeah, other I, guy was completely the opposite. Like he'd fly off the handle and he's like, God damn it. I'm serious. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I think, I think, uh, I think I hated him more because everything, everything, everything was overacting with him. The juggling detective or whatever, the magic, the magician. <laughs> that guy. Super. Weird. Super weird. Does he even need to be in the movie? I don't understand what the fucking point is. <laughs> Was he even really a detective? This guy wanted to be a magician or a juggler or he's he's I think they were going for that quirky like boondock saints detective thing. 
I mean, even though obviously it was before then, but they did it. it yeah, it was, I don't. Did he do weird. any investigation in this movie? Yeah, no, there wasn't any kind of investigation. He would just show up from time to time because he's following yeah, I think people around. He, right? Yeah, he got lucky at the end. <laughs> I don't know, man. It was, uh, it, it was, it was pretty bad. <laughs> it was, it was kind of fun to watch, but yeah, the acting was. Uh, I mean, it was, it was in between just eighties acting and really bad. So I don't really know which way to go with it. I'm I'm kind of surprised that they came out with a sequel to it. But, Two sequels. Yeah, but uh, hey, you know they came out with the sequel to Ouija. So <laughs> what are you gonna do, <laughs> um, guys? You don't you don't mind if I speculate a little bit here about maybe some things that might have been going on behind the scenes at the filming of this movie. Was there sure, go ahead. Ouija board evil stuff? I don't know about that. Tawny so Katane much. was possessed. Well, I'll tell you what. Tawny Katane was like probably the only name person that you knew about in this movie, except for, of course, Rosemary, who yeah. played the older lady, the yeah. landlord. Tawny Katane is better known from her White Snake video where she's dancing on the hood of the car. Let me tell you something. Just in case. <laughs> tell you something else she's better known for. I'm going to read an article here. This is from Reuters, uh, April 4th, 2002. Reuters reports that model and actress Tawny Katane was arrested Monday for beating her husband Chuck Finlay, a pitcher for the Cleveland Indians baseball team. <laughs> According to the report, the couple started arguing in their car on the way home from dinner in California's Newport Beach area, where the couple live with their two children. Katane allegedly kicked Finlay with her high heel shoes, stomped on his foot while it was on the accelerator pedal of their car, and twisted his ear leaving Finlay with visible bruises and abrasions. This is why you hear about dudes that, like, jump out of the car while it's going. After, you don't hear about guys doing that. You don't hear about women doing it. But guys are like, I, I can't deal with this anymore, and I'm leaving. And they just jump out of the moving car. <laughs> After arriving home, the couple continued to fight, making such a ruckus that a neighbor called police. When police arrived at the couple's home, Katahan was taken into custody. She was arraigned on Wednesday, at which time she was officially charged with domestic abuse and ordered by the judge to stay away from Finlay until her next court appearance. She was also arrested the year prior for allegedly vandalizing a car and was due to appear in court this month on those charges. Um, in addition to this, I did a little bit more research. She also has had seven DUIs. <laughs> I guess my point is this. Do you guys think there might have been some cocaine somewhere on the set of Witchboard? That you think they might makes have been, a whole lot of sense, right? Do you, you guys think they might God have been... God damn it, I'm serious! You guys think they might have been using that Ouija board for a little bit more than just putting a planchette on it and letting it move around? Yeah, I, I, there might have been when when she has her little turn at the end. Is uh, what, was, what was the ghost's name, the demon... Oh, I can't remember, man. Malfador. Yeah, her her portrayal. I've ever seen in my life. Some weird guy with a fucking beard. What the hell? Yeah, her Don't forget the hat. Yeah, her portrayal of that guy was horrible. Oh yeah, put on a little with a little suit and a hat. She gets possessed, and then she puts the hat on, and that means that she's possessed, obviously. 
Yes. <laughs> and she like jumps on his back. They telegraphed it, huh? Yeah, dude. Uh, that was it was it wasn't even scary when she got possessed. I'm like, I'm sorry, dude. If you're gonna possess a hot chick and do something with it, then you gotta do something more than like put her in a hat and uh and and just have her jump on the back of somebody. <laughs> yeah, I think uh I think we've 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 probably covered most of the high points. I did I did like the ending. I thought it was kind of neat with a little twist where you thought it was a funeral, but it actually ended up being a wedding. Okay. That was kind of neat. Yeah, all right. I, I can do with that. You know? I think it had a good idea. I think there was a good movie behind it somewhere. Right. It was just, uh, they, I, you know, you could tell it was low budget, man. There was no special oh, sure, effects in sure. it. sure. Every time anybody got, like, in some sort of serious... Uh, ghost is possessing me and throwing me around. It was just that person, you know, throwing themselves up against the wall. Kind of like an old Star Trek episode. Yeah, it was, that's what it was. It was like an old Star Trek episode. Right. That is exactly what it was like. Because right. they obviously didn't have the budget to do anything. Or, or you know, right. when they cut the fucking barrels and they rolled on the people or whatever. The the the, the scene at the beginning where the sheetrock landed on that dude, that was right. That was okay. Not too bad. Yeah. Yeah, Not I, too was, sure. I, I was all right with that. I actually like that scene. Down. That was the only serious moment where I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I said I actually like that scene. Yeah, I thought that was probably one of the cooler ones of the movie. Well, Brian, you got the ball rolling here, man. Um, you get to do the dirty deed of giving us your uh, the first of our, of our scores here tonight, man. Okay, I'm going to be short and sweet with it. I'm going to give it a four. Wow, not bad, man. Much higher than I expected. I mean, in some ways it is a classic. And, of course, you know, I have to give points to her shower scene. One of the high points. Um, Yeah, that's that's, that's good for at least two points right there. That made a movie. That's that's good for, uh, oh, well, never mind. Go ahead. Yeah, just overall, the the acting was just took me completely out of it. (laughs) Pretty, Pretty wooden, huh? Yeah, and then the death scenes were horrible. Cause you guys, you guys brought up the barrel scene. I just wanted. To I wasn't add, even sure not, if that one guy was die was dead. <laughs> Didn't uh, his arm reach out right. and grab him? Okay, so I had that question right. He comes up out of. He's been in the water for God knows how long. Didn't he get like, oh, wait. an axe to the head or some shit? Yeah, but somehow he was able to to swim to shore and reach out for help. I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> oh fuck! My score is is lowering as we speak, guys. Yeah, I'm gonna pass it off to you guys because I'm, I'm gonna end up lowering my score. All right, well, I'll give I'll give it a four. I'll go I'll go with you, bro. No, fuck it, three and a half. God damn it! You had to remind me of that hand reaching up out of the lake. No, because I thought it Shit. Was, when I watched it, I was like. Isn't he dead? Terrible, terrible, <laughs> terrible. You know what? I'm, I'm, a... I'm going three. I'm going three and a half too. Okay, cool. Three and a half is good. Uh, Tony Katane's shower scene is represents two points. That represents two points. So I'm going to give it a big old two. <laughs> is that what you're giving it? <laughs> you asshole. I am, man. And I normally give movies pretty high scores. It right. Was, it was. It was it's kind of fun to watch because it was bad. But it was bad. <laughs> yeah, not not so bad. It's good, but more so no. bad. It's bad. Huh? Yeah. Oh, we didn't even we didn't see the sequels. <laughs> we didn't even talk about the over over the top. Uh, what was what was it, the medium that came in to do oh, the? Shit. <laughs> we didn't even talk. Oh, about that. Yeah. See, <laughs> she, she was, was terrible. She was like a bull dyke. Uh, 
really super aggressive medium. And then at the end, she was just like a wilting daisy, you know? TTFN. Terrible. No, she was, yeah, she was, she was a little, like, I wanted her to be less annoying. Yeah. We, we need to move on before the scores get lower. <laughs> All right. Our second featured film is the brand new uh, Ouija Origin of Evil. And so, as always, we'll get started with trivia. Director Mike Flanagan, who we've mentioned at least a few times tonight, uh, also known for Oculus Hush and Before I Wake, as well as the upcoming Gerald's Game. Writer is also Mike Flanagan with his uh, writing partner, Jeff Howard, who has actually worked with Flanagan on all of the above films. This is a prequel to, to the 2014 film. This movie takes place in the same house that was used in the first movie, only 50 years earlier. Lynn Shea's character from the original film, Paulina Zander, who in this one is played by Annalise Basso, and the stitch-mouth ghost Doris from the original is portrayed as a living girl played by Lulu Wilson. Annalise Basso and Kate Siegel reunite with Mike Flanagan, whom they worked with when they appeared in Oculus, with Siegel also appearing in Hush. And the final piece of trivia, Lynn Shea is the only actor to reprise their role from the previous film. Which one does she play? Uh, I believe she was the older version of Paulina Zander, right? Like, uh, although, didn't she die? Oh, wait, spoilers. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Well, Philip, you want to let, let let's pass that little piece of trivia over for now until we can properly research it. Okay, cool. And uh, let's begin with our uh, with our discussion. Philip, you want to you want to get started, man? Uh, yeah, sure. You know, I'm not. I don't remember a whole lot about the uh, the the first Ouija movie. Like, I remember watching it, and it was okay. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't particularly good. And so when they came out with a sequel, I was thinking, man, really? That's the movie you're going to pick to make a sequel of? But, uh, I, you know, I kind of liked it. I thought it was really good. Way, 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 way better than the first one. Um, there's definitely some problems with it, I think. Right. Uh, as far as storyline goes, uh, it's not... I feel like a lot of the thoughts aren't complete. Like, they'll start into this storyline and then just forget about it and, and move on to something else. And uh, I feel like um, a lot of the rules that they have, the the don't do it by yourself, don't do it in a graveyard, and you always have to say goodbye, I feel like they ignore a lot of those rules, even though they bring them up in the beginning of the movie, you know? And... Uh, it's it's not that they ignore all those rules and then they have consequences. It's that they ignore all those rules because that's a part of the like helps move the story along. Yeah, helps move the story <laughs> right. along. You know what I mean? And uh, I I don't know. I mean, it definitely had some creepy ass moments. A lot of it was the 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 sweet little girl and uh, and her contorted ass face that they did with the computer animation stuff. Right. And. Uh, I, I think the acting was great. I I really do. I think that everybody that was in the movie did a really great job, and it was it definitely had some creepiness to it, man. I, it was it was it was a really good movie that was just. It was a good movie that was almost really good. You know, mm, it just it, it, didn't it, quite it, make it that didn't leap. Quite huh? get there. It, it was so close. It could have been great. 
and it wasn't. But it it was still worth watching. It was still scary. Brian, what did you think, man? Okay. Um, since this is the second time we're discussing this movie, I'm going to – I had a horrible time in, with my audience watching this. I'm going to separate that. Ah, uh, that's right. <laughs> hey, tell, tell us a little bit about that, man. Okay, just real quick. I had a very young crowd with me, very loud, obnoxious young crowd with me. And oh, boy. And it just it from the moment the trailers came on to the movie ended, it just was nonstop. So I had time to think about it. I'm going to separate that. That might have influenced my my last review that we tried to do. Um, and another thing also influenced my review. I actually just finally got to watch the first one. Really, this is definitely this is definitely a way better movie. Um, it. When I really got a chance to think about it, it was a good movie that could have been really good. Right. Just there was just some parts of the plot and the story that just kind of I, kind of had me like, mm, I don't understand what's going on. Um, the acting was really good. Um, I thought the little girl did a good job for the most part. There was a couple of times, uh, like Philip said, uh, the contorted face. Some of them were creepy, and some of them kind of had me laughing out loud. I thought, it, for the most part, this was a step in. If this is going to be a franchise, which um, I che- I had seen the box office, there'll probably be a third movie. Um, I think this is a step in the right direction. Cool. Well, I really liked the way the uh, the movie began. I liked the uh, the title card they had there. I mean, it looked like a 1967 movie. I missed it, that part yeah. when it got started, and you walked in late for that. Yeah, I came in a couple of minutes late, and then, so I missed the title card. Well, yeah. Quick, qu- quick question: Is that the did they use the original design of the the game in the movie? I think so. Okay. I think so yeah, it looked it looked pretty so. dead on to me. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it would make sense. Yeah, I think you're right, man. They made it look like the uh, – because, I mean, I'm definitely a little older than you two gentlemen are, you know. So I remember things a little bit, you know, further back. And I do remember we played with Ouija boards when I was probably 10, 11, 12 years old. It's probably when I first started messing around with them. So that would have been like in the late 70s. So, you know, what, about 10, 10, 12 years after this film was set. Um, so yeah, that, that did bring back memories seeing that Ouija board. So Brian, I think you got a point there, man. Um, the other thing I really, uh, enjoyed was the way that they kept bringing in the moon, the moon landing story. I thought that was really cool. And, and, uh, we had talked about this last week and I was asking you guys, do do you guys think they did that on purpose? Like to kind of tie it in with the storyline, like the, you know, exploring the unknown or what have you. And you guys were saying, well, it probably just was kind of like you know, setting it up to show really, really vividly right on the nose that it was taking place in 1967. But the more I think about it, the because I think about it, I thought about it quite a bit. I thought that was really brilliant because there were at least three or four scenes where somebody would be either listening to the radio or watching TV. And they were talking about Buzz Aldrin and those guys and getting everything set up for the moon, sh- the yeah, moon landing, that seemed to be all and the space race and all that. In the background, yeah. yeah, I really, I, I really strongly think Flanagan did that on purpose. Think so? I really do, because you're talking about aliens and. Sp- in fact, I almost expected there for a little while that they were going to bring it all full circle at the end, and the Ouija demons were going to be discovered to be aliens from oh, outer space. That could kind of like the. 
theory that some people have about the new Blair Witch movie, where they had that one scene where they're all in the cabin in the woods and you see the light shine through. Oh, yeah. And a lot uh-huh. of people really think those Blair Witch little uh, demons or whatever that were running around were actually uh, aliens. That's a big theory right now. Okay. So was it done on purpose or did they just meld, you know, that, or like you guys say, you know, envelop that into the the plot so that you'd know... No doubt whatsoever, you're in 1967. Either way you look at it, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I thought that was a neat touch. Well, I imagine that's probably, uh, in the time period, that's probably all they were talking about on TV. It's like right now, when all it's they're the talking about... It's the big deal. All they're talking about is the election, is the right, election now. right Good it's, point, it's, man. It's yeah. circus, right? True, so Every time true. you turn on the TV, that's what they're talking about. So, I mean, that may have something to do with it. Or, you know, they could have been, like I said, just setting the uh, setting the scene to say, look, this is in the 60s. Right. And drilling it into your head, which seems unnecessary, but... <laughs> well, I will agree wholeheartedly with uh, with you guys that the, uh, the acting was really good, for sure. The uh, set design, I think, was really good. Uh, you're talking about the Ouija board um, looking like an authentic one from that time period. The costumes, the hair design yeah. was all spot on. Yeah. Um, the little girl was just fucking perfect See, as a creepy little uh, possessed girl. The only problem I had with the little girl is that she does that like little girl Disney movie thing, right? And I've seen them. I've seen them uh, spoof this on Saturday Night Live, and that's that's right. part of the reason that it bothers me so much okay. when they do it. But when she talks, she's like, "What?" <laughs> I mean, I know the spoof you're talking yeah. about with the little girl on the news. So like every every sentence that she <laughs> yeah every every sentence that she starts, she like draws out that first word right. to make it cuter. Or okay, okay, were, yeah, were, I see what you're there saying. There were big old Chris Farley air quotes in that, <laughs> but <laughs> but that. That kind of got on my nerves, but I mean, she was a cute kid, and uh, and I, I still think that she did a good job being super creepy. I thought she was good. I thought the older sister was really good. She yeah. was like, you know, right on that edge of um, being a little girl, but also kind of being a young right. woman. Yeah, she had I, the innocence thing going, she, and she didn't play too big a role in the movie, which I thought was cool. I really loved the little girl that when she snuck out and they were at the beginning, and this is not a, we're not in spoiler territory yet, folks. Yeah. This was really, really early, but the one that when they were playing the, with the Ouija board earlier and she kept saying, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I thought that was so cool. <clears throat> and then that led to the first jump scare, yeah. which I tried to count the jump scares in the movie and I kind of stopped at 12 because well, there see, were so many. I'm okay with jump scare. It's fake jump scare. Like the first one was a fake that was jump a fake scare. out, but I mean, and you know, you kind of have to do that a couple of times as long as they don't overdo the fake jump scares, I'm right? Okay. Sure, yeah, but I mean, I, I would say for the most part, um, the acting was awesome, the set design was phenomenal, the way that Flanagan had the movie filmed was really good. Yeah, the writing part of it. That's our weekly. That's our and weekly. And we're going to get into that in spoilers yeah, big time, but the definitely. writing totally fell apart. Yes. I wanted to love this movie so much no, more man, than too. I was allowed to in the final third. But, yeah. um, you know, I mean, what did you guys think about the uh, Father Tom, the priest, uh, the guy that was uh, kind of like the, I guess he was the headmaster of the school where the little girls went to. And, of course, other things happened, which we won't get too far into, but... What what were you guys' first impressions of him? He kind of creeped me out a little bit. 
Yeah, a little little creepy vibe there. Yeah, definitely. First impression was was a child molester. It's, it seemed like the older that sister was, gave him a weird look. Well, yeah, and then I, w- I was worried about the older sister and the younger sister, and I, I don't know. I was I was worried about all the kids in that school. <laughs> but uh, but he turned out to be kind of a good dude. He, uh, uh, he he's a, he's a weird character. It's like he was very complex, but they didn't give him enough time to show that. Yeah, they there was there was a couple things like they alluded alluded to his past that he you know the things that happened that I kind of felt like they kind of maybe should have left it out because they didn't really explore it that much. Right. Yeah, like if you're gonna bring it up, at least you know clarify a little bit. Yeah. But apparently, he used to be married. He's a relatively new priest, I guess. Well, I, I I guess I can't get too much into it. Yeah, that's getting a little further further yeah. into the movie, I guess, right? Yeah, but he had kind of a romance thing going with the uh, with the mom, almost. And I I don't think that right that's that too much yeah that's spoiling. not spoiling too much. Yeah. And then uh, like the question that I asked is instead of just asking her to meet because he wanted to meet to talk about the daughter right and her performance at school and right. the way she was acting. And instead of choosing to meet, like, in his office or some neutral ground or a church, he picked, like, the most expensive, luxury, beautiful, romantic restaurant in town. Apparently, a Kinda place weird. he used to like to take his wife to. Ah, I didn't catch that part, man. Okay. <laughs> All right. I get it now. I get it now. So he was sort of um, getting a little bit to the weakness of the flesh there. Get huh? it on. <laughs> <laughs> Not me, but yeah, I mean a friend of mine. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, Brian, any any last thoughts before we do our ratings and 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 go down that road into spoiler territory? No, I think um, everything I'm probably going to bring up is going to be in spoilers. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, the only other thing I would say is that it it is obvious, um, and and I like the way they drew the characters out, but the mom. Even though she was kind of scamming people with faking, you know, faking out the way she did the seances and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I think she had good intentions. Obviously, yeah. It, it, she's definitely a good person, a good character. I, I I liked her playing this role. I've seen that chick in a bunch of stuff. Man. Oh, yeah. She's, she's pretty Flanagan's much always really good. Yeah, she's, and, you know, it, it, it kind of had an Oculus sort of feel to it. I was going to say that right. earlier. Um, because I know he was the director of Oculus, mm-hmm. which I I really loved that movie. Um, so yeah, I I think that she did a pretty kick ass job. Cool. All right, uh, rating time, Philip. You want to go first? Um, yeah, I'm gonna give it a six and a half. Very good. Like I, it 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 was so close, man. It just it was it. If they had better writing. And had tied up their storylines a little better. I think that it could have very easily been on par with uh, The Conjuring Two, you know, which I, I think is probably the best horror movie that's come out in a long time. Brian, I'm also going to give it a six and a half. Um, there, there, there's a good movie in here so yeah. far, and like I said, um, if they're going to make this into a franchise, I, th- I think they're. Judging by the first one and this one, they are in the right, right step in the uh, right direction. 
Right. So, yeah, I'm gonna. If they make another one from this, uh, it's not gonna surprise me. I'll, I'll go see that one. But when they made this one from the first one, I was thinking oh, that seems like a stupid move. <laughs> well, this may be a first on the horror returns in our short uh, history together here, guys. But uh, I'm actually also gonna give it a six point five. Okay. So we've actually had our first uh, unanimous vote. Three-way tie. Yeah. Is it a coincidence that it's 666? Oh, wait. 6.5, 6.5, 6.5. Okay. All right. We skirted the devil by inches, guys. But, yeah, I'll give it a 6.5 as well. Um, And I really, really, really wanted to give it a higher score. But as we're about to start talking about, the story just fell the fuck apart. Yeah. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. Okay, so we're back for spoilers now. And uh, as you were just told, this was a motherfucking spoiler alert. So be warned. Um, If you don't want to hear it, guys, you can turn the show off. Everything else that we cover has already been covered. So this is literally going to be the end of the show. Um, We're talking, I think, mainly about the third act here and what happened and how things kind of fell apart. Brian, you want to you want to get the ball rolling, man? Yeah, I'm going to go straight to the scene where the the priest came to the house and then he he let the little girl give him a reading and he tricked her just to see if he can find out if it was that actual spirit that they thought was in her was right. the right one. And then when he had took them, when he had took the fam, the mother and the sister upstairs to discuss everything right after, right when he's telling them how they've been listening to them the whole time, I, I'm just kind of thinking if you already knew that, why are you discussing this out loud in the house? See, I think that I think that the daughter may, I, I, I may have to go back and watch it again, but I, I think that the daughter is the one that was putting that together, like while he was talking about it, and because uh, they they started talking about like how uh, they how she knew things between the mom and the dead dad um, that they that she couldn't possibly have known, right? And then the daughter was like, "Well, they've been in the house this whole time, so they know that stuff. They listen to us." And then as they continue the, the conversation, it kind of clicks in her head. She's like, oh, well, we need to stop fucking talking right now because these guys can hear us and they know what's going on. But, yeah, good point. They probably should not have just gone upstairs and then left the possessed daughter downstairs alone. <laughs> <laughs> All by herself. I see, think I there's got... probably no good that can come of that. <laughs> see, I started getting the when they did that, I thought they were onto something because yeah. I got the impression that he was kind of like a like a typical Catholic priest exorcist. Like maybe he was trained in exorcisms uh, one hundred and one or something like that. Right. And I thought he was taking. He wanted them to take him up there. To show him the exact spot where the little girl was writing the letters well, in that's Polish, what he said. it's exactly what he said. But it didn't fucking go anywhere. Yeah, they didn't do anything. He didn't like right. go up there and challenge a demon or say, you know, the the fucking spirit of yeah. Jesus possess you or whatever. What, what do they say when they do an exorcist? Come on, Brian, help me out here. You've been watching the fucking show. For uh, Christ compels you. There you go. Yes. That's yes. It. I thought for sure he was going to go up there and say that, and fucking Beelzebub was going to appear in front of him, and there was going to be a goddamn throwdown. Well, that would have been 
very climactical. <laughs> Is that a word? That I, they didn't that take. I, they didn't take us no. there, though, man. Well, they, they no, let me yeah, down. He said, "Let's go upstairs because I want to know exactly where she did it." Right. And then, and the, why? And why then, the fuck? And then they got up there, yet? and then they just started talking about something completely different. Exactly. <laughs> but I feel like that's what they did a lot of the movie. They would start this little storyline, and they're like, "Oh, okay, we're about to connect the dots," and then they forget about it and move on to something else. Let me ask you this: After that scene, if you were the red-haired girl and you went down, and your fucking boyfriend just jumped off a fucking second-story ledge and was hanging by the neck and just like dangling there. Would you not at least fucking run up there or ask your mom to run up there or ask the priest to run up there and see if the goddamn motherfucker's not dead? Something. Instead of just fucking say, ah, oh, that just happened. Okay, let's go. Turn around and walk the other way. Yeah, she was How fucking stupid, man. Like, disturbingly okay. Yeah, since, <laughs> since, you, since you guys brought up that dumbass, let's talk about oh, how no, here we this go. little girl just... We're going to have to make a sound stupid people. section, Brian. We have to. Um, let's, we got to talk about how she fully described how you get strangled to right. death. And then you come back to the house and she tells you she's all alone. And not only that, right. You follow her to the basement. <laughs> Shit. I, I just, I, I didn't get that. I didn't understand. Real smart, huh? Yeah. And yes, I do need a sounder for my stupid people segment. Yeah. We're let's, let's go to work. We'll go to work on that, man. When we're putting the episode together, for sure. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, yeah, uh, and then uh, uh, another quick thing with the little, the the final scene, uh, when she uh, made her homemade Ouija board. Oh yeah. Um, we had talked about it before, but where did she get the lens to make the, I guess the little piece that goes on the board. Was there a lens, or did she just do it with her hands? I thought she had popped a lens out of something. And didn't if it was we, a pair of glasses... We, uh, if, yeah, didn't we decide that there was, like, a pair of glasses or something like that that yeah, she found and I, and she I, had on for whatever yeah, reason? And I want, oh, yeah. yeah. I wanted to know at what point in the movie was she wearing glasses. Also a good point, yeah. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Although, I will stand up for that final scene. I thought that was pretty fucking ballsy. I yeah. thought that was because I that really thought ballsy. I thought it was going to be a feel good ending. You know what I, you know what I'm saying? Like okay, all the bad guys are gone and she made it through, but they they kind of went out there. You know, they killed the little fucking girl like first. Oh yeah, and somehow by sewing her mouth shut, she died. Yeah, now that yeah. didn't make any sense. <laughs> now if they'd shut her mouth and also like put super glue in there in both her nostrils, you know I could well, see that because she couldn't breathe. And then I felt like. When she was sewing it up, I mean, she's just jabbing at it, right? And sewing up her mouth. Which, at first, I'm thinking... I didn't even know what she was doing at first. Is this really happening? This is this is the idea that they right. came up with to stop this shit? Jesus Sew Christ. the little she, girl's mouth shut. That yeah. seems fucking brilliant. I think Flanagan she did it. a writing partner. She did it so fast, too. Yeah, and then okay, and then when it's done, there's no blood or anything. It's all like it looks like it's been there for six months, and her mouth is all distorted and shit. <laughs> hey, Brian, Brian, what's going on here? Yes. Would you agree with me that uh, maybe if Flanagan found a different writing partner, his movies might like increase tenfold? Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. Um, I like his like style, I, man. I like his yeah. visual style, and uh, I like I like the the costume design. I like the set design. The visuals are awesome. He man. seems to work well with actors. There's you know, he seems to bring a lot out. You know, with 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 the people he works with. I I don't know yeah. what else to attribute it to the the you know the failing. I don't know what else to attribute the failing to except the fucking script. Yeah, I mean, based off his other movies, I would say no, but maybe. You know, just after a while, maybe, you know, it just is not working no more because I really enjoyed Oculus and Hush. I've uh, a friend of mine's actually seen Before I Wake. He's uh, acquired the movie from Anonymous Movie Guy. I, and um, I, he's I found it. I haven't watched it. Yeah, he said he liked it. So maybe it just after a certain point, maybe, you know, it's just time to work with somebody else. Maybe, maybe maybe it was just a one-off then, because Ger- Gerald's yeah. game could be a masterpiece. It you know? could be. You know, it's just I, yeah. I mean, like there was so much good stuff in this movie, and it was just a storyline that wasn't. And oh, okay, if you forget about the storyline and you just go with it, then it's a great movie, and that's kind of what you got to do with um, with with a lot of the movies, especially if you go back to the eighties, right? Like with like the Witchboard and shit that we were watching. A lot of things that are considered classic don't necessarily have a linear storyline. But I mean, if we're really critiquing the movie, dude, they did a lot of things that didn't make a whole lot of fucking sense, right? right. That's what I was talking about with the Ouija board thing. Like they, okay. they played it by themselves all the time. Nobody ever said goodbye. There's sure. a whole fucking movie. And I, I understand that it would have added a little bit to the scene, but they, they made kind of a big deal about that in the first one. I remember right. the not saying goodbye thing, and, uh, and and they didn't do anything with it here. Didn't follow through. No, it, that's what it was. It was no follow through. Like, Fair and enough. I kinda, they, they got a great I, at bat, but there's no follow through, you know? Right. Yeah, I, I kind of wanted to see more ghosts and demons, because wasn't there like multiple people died in that house? Yeah, it's a bunch of yeah, I kinda, I, yeah. Yeah, I kinda wanted to see more of that. They, yeah. They were on they were on to something. Oh yeah. yeah, there's definitely a good movie in there, man, and it could have been so much better. If they do another one, it gives me hope. Like like I said, they're they're going in the right direction. Maybe the, if the third one will be better. Yeah, I mean they right. definitely left it open for a uh for a sequel, you know. Because I, I think a lot of these movies are kind of learning from their mistakes because um, a movie we'll probably be reviewing next year is uh, Annabelle 2. That look, that trailer looked totally different from the first movie. That trailer looked crazy right. as shit. It was so I, yeah. I just hope that a lot, like these mistakes these movies are making, like that when they make the next one, they'll they'll learn from them. But I mean, in the Annabelle series, that's that's the same thing as the Conjuring series, right? And I mean, yeah. boy, they hit a high point with that Conjuring too. So if they can keep on that, I guess they did. Then then they're on they're on to something. But uh, look, looking at the box office, this movie's uh, the budget was nine million. It's already made almost twenty four million. So, well, shit. There you it's, there uh, you have it, man. As always, we want to thank you for listening to another episode of The Horror Returns. We'd love to hear your feedback and ideas. You can always reach us, as Philip said earlier, at thehorrorreturns at gmail.com. For up-to-the-minute news, reviews, and interviews, visit our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash thehorrorreturns. And follow us on Twitter at at horror underscore returns. Also look for us on iTunes, and if you like what you hear, please rate us and review us. 
so we get those numbers up and continue to bring you guys bigger and better stuff. Next week, we will be be doing a special Halloween show for kids. So we will pass as much as we can (laughs) on the explicit language. Yeah. We will be talking all things Halloween with some very special guests. Reviewing a few movies, talking about trick-or-treating and uh, what Halloween is all about, and talking about some of our favorite scary movies. The week after that, I think we're all looking forward to this one, Doctor Strange and also The Prestige. Okay. So, until the horror returns again, good night.